0: Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to Running In Public. This is the weekly podcast that empowers you to build your running routine while also making strides in your career. I'm your host, Chacho Valadez, and this is my first ever podcast. I'm so, so happy about it. In each episode, I sit down with a startup founder, operator, or leader to talk about their experience of running while they also build and run their companies. You'll walk away feeling empowered to run your next mile while also making strides in your career. And honestly, we support any form of movement on the podcast that suits your lifestyle, so whether you like to run, walk, bike, or swim, or whatever it might be, we're all in this together. Running in Public is sponsored by Arlen Hamilton's new recruiting and retention startup, Runner. A really cool name, if I say so myself, and totally Quintinetto on both our parts. Are you an entrepreneur who wishes there were more time in the day? Have you ever said, I wish I could clone myself? Then Runner is for you. If you find yourself spending more time scheduling, researching, and fielding emails than talking to your customers, strategizing, and resting, Runner could be a game changer for you. Get matched with fractional and temp to hire operations talent who want to work at your inclusive startup. Fast-growing, larger companies are using Runner to hire dozens of operations talent at a time. Runner is a head of recruiting's best friend. Interested in learning more or becoming a runner yourself? Apply at hirerunner.co. That's hirerunner.co. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Running In Public. Thanks for joining. I'm really excited for today's episode. I had a chance to sit down with Megan Rose Dickey, who is the Chief Content Officer at Backstage Capital. Yes, you heard that right. She is my teammate and co worker at Backstage. She's a lot of fun to work with. And I think you'll see that a lot throughout this episode. Prior to joining Backstage, she spent more than a decade reporting on diversity, equity, and inclusion in the tech industry at a variety of publications, including Protocol, TechCrunch, and Business Insider. We talked about her time as a crew rower, getting started as a runner, self care, and separating work from your personal life and having a strong boundary there and like I said she's a lot of fun we have a lot of fun as we work together and just a lot of laughs even throughout this episode so you're in for a real treat also I'm going to South by Southwest later today and if you're a listener to the podcast and you're going as well definitely hit me up on Twitter I would love to meet you it would be awesome to meet some listeners while I'm there and other than that i'm i'm uh, really excited for you all to listen to this episode so let's get into the show and i'm really excited to be talking to Megan Rose Dickey she's the chief content officer at backstage capital which is my place of work <laughs> so yeah you know we're coworkers and megan joined the team in uh, january and it's just been a pleasure working with her so far this year and in my talks of the podcast amongst the team, she's like, oh, hey, I also run as well. And so I thought it'd be great to connect with her. And she's laughing because maybe she has a different definition of that. So Megan, it would be great to hear a little bit more about you and sort of your life story a little bit.
1: Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I was laughing just because I feel like I've definitely planted the seed. Hey, like I want to be on your podcast. <laughs>
0: so. Oh, sure. Yeah, it worked. So that's, I'm exactly. glad. glad got, you planted. Got to
1: be thirsty. Well, um, <laughs> hungry, not thirsty, but sure, I think sure. I'm
0: just more so. so thirsty.
1: Yeah. So I guess a little bit about me. You want my whole my whole life story or my whole act? as
0: many? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, just like as, as much as you want to share, but not yeah. like for too too long. So it's it's like a it's like a, like a we try to keep it between thirty and forty-five minutes. For okay, the for sure. So, okay, yeah,
1: for sure. Well, yeah. Well, feel feel free to interrupt at any point or tell me to to move it along. But yeah. So I grew up in San Francisco, and let's see. I I I'll just start with my active journey. So I was actually oh, yeah. always pretty into sports growing up. I was a self-identified tomboy, and others seem to be pretty much in agreement <laughs> around that. I remember my brother, my my older brother. He's two years older. We were on the same like little league baseball team. I was the only girl on the baseball team. And yeah, I had always just kind of been active in that way. And then it's funny, when I got into middle school, I I was on the softball team. I ran track. And even though I didn't want to be, I was coerced to being on the basketball team, which honestly, I think the coach saw me and just, oh, like... You're black. You need to be on the basketball team. And I was just, I am not good at basketball, but I, I was a fast runner. I was just, I'll, I'll give it a go. But yeah, I think I just spent one, one season playing basketball and, and that was about it. But my two sports at the time were... The- softball and track and I feel like I'm maybe making it seem like oh I'm some really intense runner but I was I was more into sprinting so I would do the 100 meter the uh, 250 meter dash and that was my sweet spot anything beyond that I just I feel like I don't really have my endurance for running is not great. I feel like, and I've done those DNA tests where there's, oh, like you probably have more fast twitch muscles, which helps with sprinting. And when I saw that, I was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense because that's kind of been my experience with running. But yeah, so I did softball and ran ran track in, in middle school. And then in high school, I actually joined the rowing team. And that is probably the best shape I've been in, in my entire life. And the best shape I'll ever be in. <laughs> so that's all in the past now. It was, yeah, competitive rowing was really, it was really intense. Waking up at like 4.45 in the morning, going to practice before school and yeah, really, really good workouts, really strenuous. But I think that actually it kind of burnt me out a little bit. Like, so I, I did crew all four years in high school. And once I got to college, I, I actually joined the crew team, but I think I quit within maybe a month because, so there's, there's definitely like a a good rower's body and that is not my body. (laughs) So I was able to make do with what I was working with, which is just, you know, like I'm five, five and a good rower's body is someone who's like quite tall because you just have more of that built-in leg strength and that potential to be really strong, even if like maybe you're, you're not strong to begin with. But so I feel like I kind of maxed out. I'm just... Given I can I can only be so tall, I'm not gonna keep growing. So once I got to college, I was just, okay, these women are like six two. I'm just I'm just really out of my league. And I think I was also ready to just kind of have a more relaxed relationship with exercise. Because everything I'd done, especially in high school, had just been so intense. And I also just think that co- the culture was really intense. So even just thinking about it in terms of because there was the boys' crew team and the girls' crew team. And it wasn't quite as bad on the girl side, but it was definitely on the boys' side like a badge of honor to do a really hard workout and then just like vomit all over the place. They're just like, wow, good job. Good for you. That proves that you are like really taking this seriously, which is like <laughs> I think not the right message.
0: For sure. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and um, and that definitely wasn't really like expected on the girl side, but I remember even at one point. Cause I was on the, the lightweight rowing team and it was like championships, maybe like junior year. And I think I was off by like, I was, I think I was like a pound overweight. And so I, this was in Sacramento, it's like 104 degrees in, in like the springtime. So I put on a sweatshirt, I put on a trash bag, and I just like start running because I'm trying to lose that water weight. And like, My coach saw me and she was just like, no, (laughs) like, stop what you're doing. Do not do this. It's fine. You don't have to race in this boat. It's all going to be okay. And I was just, oh, okay. Because I don't know, like, I just thought that I needed to do whatever it took. And so I'm actually really, I'm really grateful that she had that response of just like, no, absolutely not. This is not safe. This is not healthy. It's just race in another event it's all good yeah and so yeah so then in college yeah i i really did a whole a whole lot of nothing (laughs) it's just kind of uh i think i'd like dabbled with oh like maybe i'll play ultimate frisbee or just like i'll just do some club sports and like keep it really chill but honestly like at that point i hadn't drank at all really in high school because i feel like in part because i just i need my body to be in like the best shape possible in order to do crew so once i stopped yeah like i started drinking and, and like smoking weed and like what people do in college or at least what i did in college i won't i won't speak for everyone but yeah and uh, yeah so that those were like yeah i mean I, I was a good student, but my priorities were, yeah, do enough work to like get, get good grades and then just have a lot have as much fun as possible, yeah, so exercising really was not on my like on my radar on my to do list and yeah, and so i I led a pretty sedentary lifestyle for like <laughs> many years, i guess in between yeah, my senior year in high school and then probably like into my early. Mid twenties, and yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd like walk around and whatnot, but yeah, I really wasn't doing any sort of regular exercise. And I think after, um so I got sober in two thousand fourteen, and that at that point I started thinking a little bit more about health and like, oh, like the things I'd been doing for lots of years, like had been very bad for my body and for my health, and. It's not like I started like running or like exercising right away once I got sober, but I, I did, I think I, yeah, I was, I guess I I got myself into this relationship and the the woman I was dating at the time was like really into running marathons. And yeah, I don't know. I think I'm the type of person where like, I need, I need someone to exercise with. I'm really not good with self-motivation and exercise. And I think that's why. I wouldn't have done crew if it were like an individual sport. I really needed like the team camaraderie and just like, and just like that motivation from the coach, just like someone or anyone other than myself. But yeah, so I was like dating someone and she was very into running and she convinced me to sign up for a half marathon and I, I I signed up and I I trained with her and ran the half marathon and then I didn't run again for like three years.
0: <laughs> like, like, half marathon or bus, like that was it. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm just like okay, I I did the thing, like I'm good. Let me just keep it chill again and uh, and so yeah, so then I really didn't like that relationship ended. I, I stopped running and I really didn't start trying to be active again until really until maybe like six months ago and yeah basically I mean like I don't know COVID sucks and like being at home sucks and like I think like my partner and I were just like well actually well what happened was that so we went to a friend's house and in Carmel Valley in California and they were just like oh let's let's go on this like quote unquote chill hike and we were just like okay yeah, yeah yeah we can do that it it felt like it was just straight vertical and like my partner and I <laughs> were just like really struggling to get up the hill and we were just like oh my god maybe we need to maybe we need to do something about this and it was on that trail that we were just like okay we gotta just do like couch to 5k we just have to like get moving and so we actually did it we actually did couch to 5k and like What I loved about that program was that it's like day one, it's like, okay, five minute walking warm up, run for a minute, walk for a minute, run for a minute, walk for a minute, five minute cool down, and like you're
0: done. (laughs) It's like, okay, this, yeah, like it was just manageable.
1: exactly like it was a very manageable way to just get into it and and yeah and like there were definitely times where we were on track and then like my partner joke if we were like talking to friends she was like yeah so we were doing like couch to 5k but now we're kind of in 5k to couch because we we're kind of like <laughs> backtracking sure sure but then we ramped it up again and then actually got to the 5k ran with 5k earlier in february and then since then like we've We haven't been running as much, but just every now and then, like we went from running maybe three days a week to now, like maybe running once a week. And I think for me, just like looking back at my history and my relationship with exercise is that I can get... I don't know, like burnt out by it pretty easily. It's like, and I've had this tendency to really go all in, like whether that was with crew or just like, okay, and now I'm training for this half marathon and then like very quickly to nothing. So I feel like this time around, I'm trying to just keep it very casual and try to run as much as I can and not even necessarily try to even run more than a 5K anytime sure. soon. Because like, it just feels okay, like that felt good. It felt comfortable and like, I didn't feel like dying by the end of it, but I felt like okay, got my heart rate up, like sweat a little bit or a lot because I sweat a lot, and I was like you know, like that's that's good enough. It's ultimately better than it's it's ultimately more than what I had been doing the last like few years. So
0: um, yeah, you're looking for like that sustainability.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. I do have a question on yeah. the crew thing because like. I, I guess my, whenever I think of crew, I always think of, um, the social network and like, yeah, it was just yeah. like that. Yeah. Is it, was, it just like I was that? that? I guess.
1: With them. No. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see me.
0: You were with the Winklevoss twins. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I guess for some reason, my, I think of like that stereotype of like, like a tech bro. Like very, super wa- into Very white sport. Intense. Yeah. Is it? Okay. Very. Yeah. But overall like I guess what's what's a misconception about it that maybe and maybe that might I guess that wasn't a misconception what, what I thought of it. But what is a misconception about it in terms of like it as a sport?
1: Um interesting. Yeah, I mean I don't know. It's like all of the things that I would want to say like, "Oh, it's not true that it's for wealthy white people." Cuz like <laughs> it's like, like that kind of is true. I so I, I went to a public high school, but the I, I rode for a private club in high school because my school didn't offer it, but some of the private high schools in San Francisco did offer it. So like it's, and like the boats themselves are very, very expensive and it's, yeah, like it would be my dream to one day own a house on the water and like have my own, have my own boat, but the boats are very expensive. And then of course, like I also have to like buy the house and that's. <laughs> that's
0: a lot. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's like, yeah, just like a lot. But yeah, I'm trying to think of a misconception. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure. No, that's
0: fine. Yeah, I'm just yeah, I was just more curious because it, it's almost also like lacrosse is also kind of like a mm-hmm. it seems more like of a like middle class upper middle class sport for for folks versus something like soccer or football if you live in Europe. And yeah, just very curious about it. It's also seems really fascinating and also very like energy draining. To be doing that, like, constantly, like, you got to burn so many calories just in a session.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's definitely, so, like, to train, like, on land for rowing, like, there are these machines called ergometers, or, like, ergs for short. And, like, those are probably, like, the best workout machines, but, like, I've refused to get on one since... (laughs) Like said, stopping like since like graduating from high school and like finishing and, like I guess like yeah, moving on from that team because it's just like it's a lot. It is a lot.
0: Yeah. What are some of your goals when it comes to running? I know you you mentioned wanting it to be sustainable, but mm-hmm. how what's your what what do you want your relationship with it to be long term?
1: Yeah, I mean I. Yeah, I think keeping in mind that I don't want to, I don't know, like, I don't want it to become necessarily this huge part of my life to the point where I'm, like, obsessing about it and, like, beating myself up if I haven't done it in a little in a little while. I'm thinking, like, if I'm not training for something, you know, like, a few runs a month and, like, ultimately even just, like, the goal with running for me right now is to just keep running even if that means I'm running really slowly but just to like keep it moving (laughs) it's like ultimately (laughs) like I remember slacking you before the the 5k race and I think I was just like yeah like I think my goal or what did I say I was just like slow and steady finishes the race as opposed to like wins the race it's just like if I just like keep moving a little bit that I theoretically cross the finish line at some point so totally yeah. And it's funny. I mean, cause like during the race, like there were definitely parents like sprinting with like their babies and strollers, like passing me. And I was just like, that's fine.
0: <laughs> you do. <laughs> <That's> you. <okay>. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> like, whoops, let me move out of your way. <laughs> uh,
0: that's funny. Yeah. What's when you, when you go out on runs, what's the conversation that you have with yourself when you don't feel like doing it?
1: Yeah. I mean, I never feel like doing it, but I think what I tell myself is, is that like, it's going to feel really good once this is over. <laughs> like I promise like it's, it's going to be worth it pretty much. And like, so I also always run with my partner. We're just like running buddies. And I'm like very sensitive to any sort of like negative input. So like, even if she says something like we're like running, she's like, oh my God, it's like so hot or it's so dry. I'm just like, can you just like keep that between <laughs> <to> yourself? <laughs> yeah that's hilarious <laughs> so i'm trying to keep a very positive environment in my head otherwise like i'm gonna like find a way to quit that's just, like if you could just like zip it but <laughs> <laughs> tell me after we're done like, does
0: she well, take that okay <laughs> how does she take it uh, My quite-
1: yeah not well <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's funny well yeah yeah uh, but yeah, I, I feel that. I think it's easy to get, um, like, when something is already difficult, it's easy to be bogged down when it's when it's already a struggle. You know, it's kind of yeah. like the straw that broke the camel's back type of thing.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah, it's like, and especially if I wasn't aware of how dry it felt out there, then I'd be like, oh, my God, like, it, it is really dry. Like, oh, my God, my mouth is, <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, I need water. Like, just, yeah, so... My brain can vary. It can, things can very quickly escalate.
0: Sure. Brain, so, yeah. What do people tend to miss about running that you find important? So, maybe something that people gloss over, but that stands out to you in terms of importance.
1: Yeah. I mean, I and mean, maybe this is, this is probably something people think about, but I guess for me, just like being part of, I don't know, being part of society or just even like my neighborhood, it feels, and there's something nice just kind of like running around the neighborhood. And sometimes neighbors like to cheer you on. <laughs> yeah, and they're just sure. like, oh, wow, like still going, like good for you. And like, sure, sometimes it sounds condescending, but like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Your mind just goes <laughs> to the negative thing. <laughs> like, hey, hey, Like mate. you're making fun of me. Right.
1: Uh, but. <laughs> I think they mean it like genuinely oh wow like that is impressive I couldn't do something like that so like that's like a nice little I don't know just like it's nice to just kind of like be seen and have those other types of like just casual interactions with with neighbors so yeah
0: yeah I always think it's interesting to like run past people because I run I usually run on a bike path. Mm-hmm. And I always wave and smile at people when I run, but some people are like so in the zone or some people do like the quick hand wave. And so it's so interesting, like all the things that go through your, through your head when it comes to like even just passing someone on the sidewalk.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like sometimes I have the energy, like I usually have the energy to like like throw up a hand or like give a, give a little smile, but rarely... Do I am I willing to like use that extra energy to actually like vocalize something? But
0: I've definitely also had people honk at me like while I'm running. Either because maybe they think they know they recognize me or because they're encouraging me. I try to think because it's the encouragement. (laughs) So what's your favorite thing about running?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think just feeling like I'm just doing something with my body. Other than sitting on the couch and like watching TV after work or something, you know, which is something that became such a standard part of my 2020 and the first half of 2021. Um, yeah. So I think that for me, yeah, it's just, it is, even though I never want to run, I always do feel good after the run. And I don't know if that's runner's high because I've always understood runner's high as being like, while you're running. It may be wrong, but I I feel like it's like while you're running, you're like, oh my God, this is great. Like that never happens for me, but it's more so like, okay, the second I stop, I'm like, oh, wow, that's cool that I just did that.
0: But yeah. Yeah. I think it, I've actually talked about Runner's High to Claire Shirell, who was on the podcast and is a backstage portfolio company, a founder. And she, we kind of said like, in, in some instances, like runner's high is kind of just like a bunch of bullshit, honestly. Because <laughs> it's like, like you're talking about, sometimes there's days when you go out and you're like, God, this sucks. Like, I don't want to yeah. be out here. It's maybe it's like a little too windy that day or mm-hmm. too hot or whatever it might yeah. be. But then I think that it just, it, it varies based on the person. So for me, I I get a runner's high when I just get out on a run and I'm that first Two miles. I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing! Like, I just can't believe I'm doing this. And then, like you, like at the end of your your run, you're like, this is just, I, I'm, I can't believe that. I, I feel so privileged to be able to like move on two feet, and mm-hmm. knowing that like there's people, even in my own own immediate family, who couldn't run that far. And so that's that's the quote unquote runner's high that I experience. But I think it's different for everybody, and everyone experiences it in different ways.
1: Yeah, yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So we'll take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, HireRunner.co. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. Don't forget to check out our sponsor, HireRunner.co for all your fractional and temp to hire operations talent needs. Now let's get back into the show. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for sticking along. So how does running or exercise or maybe even like just self-care in general affect your work?
1: Self-care is very big for me. So, yeah, I I think back to, to when I was living in New York and working at Business Insider, which I guess is now Insider, but my work-life balance was just like absolutely awful. And I really prioritized work. Which um, I think ended up having a negative impact on on my personal life. Like, I invent that like after work I was drinking a lot. Like my alcoholism really took off while living in New York. And like I've I don't know. And so like ever ever since that experience, like I've been very careful about having having just like better separation from from work and like my personal life and and also trying to i mean i think the hard part for me is to not tie my identity to my job and like because i think that's really what was going on a lot in new york and i've definitely made progress in that area but there's but there still is definitely like oh like this this feeds me where I feel like, yeah, my, my ego and like my self-worth is tied to my job. And that's something that I'm, yeah, obviously still trying to, yeah, to, to work on and try and like, like separate those parts a bit more. Yeah. I'm not sure if I've answered your question or if I just Oh, no, that's on helpful. Tangent, but yeah. And so, but I think I like, yeah. So I think for me, it's like, I, I start work at nine. I'm I'm done it at, at five. I don't I don't get Slack notifications after after that point. And whereas like before, I would kind of let more of my work life kind of slip into slip into like off work hours. Yeah, well, that's, that's
0: why you don't respond to my Slack messages. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, totally <Yeah>. innocent. <laughs>
1: Like, oh, you slacked me at five oh one. Well, gonna have to wait till tomorrow. Which is still kind of like scary to me though. And I don't know, it's funny. I I think maybe I don't know, we've talked about this a little bit, but just it's still wild to me how like how okay it is to like have work life balance here at Backstage. And it's like I almost don't it's like I believe it, but I almost don't believe it.
0: (laughs) Sure. Yeah
1: because i was like well what's the catch because it's just like at every other job it's just been like well yeah yeah like take all the vacation you want but then just like oh you're going on vacation wow oh didn't you just go on vacation like two weeks I just like sure i don't know, i feel like there can be a little bit of that or has been some of that in pat's job so i think i'm also still just trying to unlearn some things um
0: yeah. So next time you go on vacation, I'll be like, didn't you just go on vacation last week? <laughs> no. Yeah, it's super I mean, it's very really interesting that we're having this conversation on a podcast and we work together and like it's there there are a lot of parallels in terms of I guess we're in we're in a privileged position to be at a workplace that values self care to that point where it's like like you said that you turn your notifications on at five PM and my initial reaction is like that's amazing. Like I I, I love that for you and it it's as opposed to it being like well you should be working harder type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When it comes to like practicing the self-care does it ever feel selfish to you? Oh yeah. <laughs> but is it yeah. is it like in a negative way or positive way?
1: Yeah I mean kind of it depends like I think initially it's like if I'm Feeling like, oh, like, maybe I should be willing to, like, do something after hours or something. Like, I can feel, like, a little guilty. But, I don't know. Something that's been helpful. So, like, I love the nap ministry. I, do you, I don't know if you follow.
0: I don't, actually.
1: on Twitter. But they're just, like, all about Black people getting their rest. And it's just, like, <laughs> so, I like, that's been, like, really helpful for me. But, but also, like. I, yeah, it it can be hard to not feel selfish, but I think ultimately what I try to remind myself is that the better, the better sort of space that I'm in, like mentally, the better I'm going, the more, the better and the more useful I'm ultimately going to be in my job. So I kind of think of it as like just something that needs to happen. and, And if people don't understand, like they'll eventually understand and see why. It's important, and like, and I better understand like why I do things the way that I do things.
0: Totally, Hopefully. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And last question here before the quick fire round. So, what's what are the most difficult parts of balancing like a self care routine with being really like an executive at a company?
1: Yeah, are you, are you saying that I'm an executive?
0: <laughs> I mean. Your your role as chief content officer at a be- at a venture fund. <laughs> I would say so. See,
1: that st- like, even that, I'm just like, like that. That is still something I'm trying to wrap my head around. Like, sure, it's like, cause like I don't consider myself to be like an executive, you know.
0: But like, I guess like the, <laughs> like if I were to like or er, on the on uh, yeah I don't know I guess like that's the way I look at it. I think it's a uh, if I were to like ex Blame you to a broader audience, which yeah. I'm right now. That's definitely <laughs> the way I would. Yeah, I think part
1: of me is just like, oh, like I'm too goofy to be an exec, you know, just like. But I think that's also just like some imposter syndrome stuff, sure. which could be a.
0: No, I think you definitely should embrace it and like make it part of who you are, because that's who you who you are, like truly. And that's one of the things that makes it such like a joy to work with you is that like goofiness, because I don't think there's ever a conversation that I have with you where I don't laugh at something (laughs) so it's fun
1: I appreciate that yeah it's been it's been great working with you too yeah I mean I guess okay I guess if I could now if I could try to step into my power as an executive I guess the way if I'm thinking about like self-care yeah I guess because I think people look to executives or the c-suite as examples of how to be or of like Oh, like, I don't know, there's no, like, right or wrong way to be. But, like, people do look at at folks and say, like, oh, like, how are they behaving? And that can kind of, like, dictate how other people behave and, like, how how they relate to to their work. Yeah, so I think it is important to kind of show what a work-life balance can be like. And, like, I do think that mine works out pretty well for me. And, uh, yeah, it's... Yeah, I know that my partner is definitely envious of just kind of the, of what I've created for myself, I, I suppose.
0: But that's great. Well, not great that she's envious, but like we wish for <laughs> the best. I'd First. also
1: like for her to, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Absolutely. I won't, I won't get, go into that since this is all on the record. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Here we go with the rapid fire questions. Feel free to take as long as you'd like to answer the questions. Look well,
1: like I should answer them quickly.
0: Yeah, they're rapid quick fire. But I think sometimes like answers need a little bit more context. Okay. And okay. I'm just saying like, that's okay to do. Okay. But some of them will be quick. So here's the first one. If you had one book to recommend to your younger self, what would it be?
1: So there's a book that's coming to mind. And the book that's coming to mind is Homegoing by Yaa And but I'm like, what would I want my younger self to read it? It's it's like very emotionally like heavy. It's about the legacy of slavery. And it's like through the lens of these two sisters who never met. And like on one side of the family, it's like they they stay in Africa. And on the other side of the family, it's like they go into slavery, ship to the U.S. And, and it goes from there. But I thought it was a really, I just thought it was a really well done book and just like got me thinking more about like and like my ancestry and that's something that like i i've i've gotten into like my own ancestry more so in the last like few years but like that's really not something i was like thinking about as a kid and and yeah and and i think i think it just would have been cool to kind of learn more about that when i was younger
0: amazing What was your dream job as a kid?
1: I'll tell you what my first dream job was. And it was very swiftly shot down by my second grade teacher and then my mom. So my dream job in second grade was to work at McDonald's because I would get all, I'd get free cheeseburgers. And I remember like saying that to like my second grade teacher and she like called my parents and was just like, this is... She's got to dream a little, like, obviously, like, nothing, there's nothing wrong with working at McDonald's, working in retail. But I think in terms of if you could dream of anything, I think my teacher thought that it wasn't, it wasn't quite big enough. So after that, after I was sent back to the drawing board, I, I wanted to be a journalist, actually. Well, specifically, I wanted to be the next Oprah. And so my, so that actually led me to majoring in broadcast journalism in, in college. But I. I feel like I quickly realized that I didn't really want to be on TV per se. And I actually preferred like other other mediums, whether that was just like good old fashioned print or or radio. Like I got super into radio in college. And and yes, that was really cool. And so I so I feel like I actually I feel like I knew I wanted to be a journalist when like maybe some at some point in I don't know. Maybe at some point in like high school, I, yeah.
0: Amazing, and you you are now a journalist.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like not not so much anymore.
0: <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, you're not right, but like that you did you, you fulfilled I mean, that dream of yours.
1: Yeah, and that was kind of yeah, and that was interesting because I it's interesting because also then when I was in college, I it said like oh well I want to be I think I want to be a tech journalist and. The and so I feel like then, so like I did that <laughs> and so, and I, I don't think I, I don't think I thought that I would do it so quickly and like, yeah. And so then, you know, like now, like here I, here I am now and like still using that expertise, but like in a slightly different role and like with, you know, slightly different goals. And so it, it kind of feels like the the next step and because i think at this point right now where i'm at is like everything's just kind of open i didn't really think past this point in like a potential career so everything else is just kind of like you know up to up to a higher power or something so
0: nice fill in the blank running is blank hard (laughs) it is but
1: rewarding but rewarding (laughs)
0: yeah hard but rewarding yeah let's see if you had to listen to one song on repeat for an hour long run what would it be
1: Hmm. wow okay Because right now i have like i have a very thoughtfully curated playlist <laughs> that i <laughs> so i'm trying to think like okay of the songs on that playlist which one would it be okay so there's this song called Ride by EA Ski. It's like it's like a throwback like Yay area song. <laughs> so or
0: Yay area. Yeah. Yay area equals
1: Bay Area, but
0: <laughs> Right. Definitely.
1: <laughs> it just has like such a good beat. So it might be that one. It might be that one.
0: Amazing. Yeah, like I like that. I
1: can send you a link for the show notes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. Absolutely. <laughs> What's your go-to running app? Or do you uh, use a running app?
1: Yeah. So when we were doing Caps of 5K, there we were using an app called I think it's called like 5K Runner. And and that was super helpful. because it just yeah, it had it told you like like okay, now it's your warm up and I'm like okay, like start running. And it's like, okay, like now cool down. and so that was good. But like now we now I just kind of use the, the Apple Watch workout app and like, it's like, yeah, just pretty straightforward. It just tracks like yeah. how far you're running and yeah, but yeah, cool. it's nothing, nothing too wild.
0: Nice. What's your favorite thing about yourself and why?
1: I mean, I think my, I think my favorite thing about me is probably like my sense of humor or just like the ease in which I laugh because it. I know it's, it's fun for me and I think it's maybe fun for other people. So I feel like it can just kind of yes. lighten the mood. So that's like probably, yeah, probably my favorite thing about myself.
0: Love it. Yes. Can confirm lots of laughs as if, and we've been laughing this entire podcast episode. So thanks so much. Where can people fall on your journey?
1: Um, On my running journey or life journey?
0: <laughs> Let's say life Yes.
1: Well, yeah. Listen, in general,
0: where where do you spend the most time online?
1: Yeah, I mean, probably on on Twitter at Megan I'm honestly not a big tweeter, or really, like I kind of like go through these phases, but that's probably the best place. And uh, yeah, be like, yeah, really not on LinkedIn. Not really on Facebook anymore. I I still never even downloaded TikTok, so you're not gonna find me there. Don't really post pics on Instagram.
0: <laughs> Twitter. Well, I mean, you are. So you are, though, you're writing on Medium.
1: I am writing on Medium. That is a really good point. People can find me on Medium. Yes. Medium.com backslash green room.
0: Yes. And that's where you could even find an article that Megan wrote a conversation where she interviewed me. We flipped the script here and we can definitely link that in the show notes as well. But Megan, it was amazing to talk to you. And I'm so glad we did this.
1: Yeah, me too. Thanks for having me
0: thanks so much for listening to this episode i really hope you enjoyed it if you have a chance please leave us a review and let us know what you liked about the show and if you want to follow along with future episodes go to your favorite podcast platform and hit the subscribe button or you can also go to runninginpublic.co where we'll be updating the website regularly i'll catch you on the flippity flip